The day has come to identify new opportunities where you can have independent, informed, and objective financial guidance customized to you with clear and transparent advice that is solely in your best interest. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services and Lead Wealth Advisor at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning, estate planning, investment management, insurance planning, tax strategies, and employee benefits. With more than 25 years of experience, she is joined by Tammy Simons, Director of Advice Services and Wealth Advisor with more than 10 years of experience. New Day Solutions has a highly credentialed team with three advisors holding their CFPs, two of them holding their SEMA certificates. New Day Solutions is a female-run boutique firm dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. At New Day Solutions, we work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals and your financial planning goals. New Day Solutions is a fee-only practice, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Their only objective is to make the best possible financial decisions with you. Fair and transparent financial advice from New Day Solutions. It's time to refresh your thinking when it comes to choosing a firm to serve as your trusted investment partner. Reach out to Katie and Tammy today for a free consultation or go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hi, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, here helping you think about your financial problems, big and small, and just helping you make the most of what you make and what you get to keep both in the short term and then, of course, over time and then maybe for the rest of your life. Money can be complicated. Saving it and investing it can be complicated, but here's what I'll tell you. It's what you earn over your lifetime that really can help drive what you really want. And I think that career development, like deciding when you're going to make a change and how you keep yourself from getting, you know, I think about getting stuck. And I think that happens to people. Right now, the economy is really great. Unemployment's like less than 4%. And what we're seeing is that even though there are a lot of people out there that I hear all the time that are talking to me about how they're kind of stuck, they're actually not moving either. Now, when unemployment was 8%, I got it. You didn't move. You hunkered down, you kept that job, and you were afraid. But I think a lot of times people just don't move. They get stuck and they want to go forward. And so if you've been in the same job for, I don't know, seven years, it's a good job, but maybe not a great job, pays okay and there may or may not be room to aspire and get, you know, get a promotion. Maybe you're having fun at work, the people you work with are okay, or maybe the job is easy, or maybe the commute is easy, but you just don't have that same energy that you had when you got that job before. You don't have that drive to excel. And 
you know, frankly, some days you feel like you're just phoning it in. Here's what I'll say to you. This show is for you. I asked Tammy Simons to join me today to talk about her career, about moving along and how you keep yourself moving along professionally. So Tammy, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Katie. You know, one of the things I always think about is people always think that you're either very career oriented or you're very family oriented as if one is the exclusive byproduct of the other. Meaning like you're either, you don't care about your kids. I don't want to say you don't care about your kids, but you're less focused on taking care of your family and more focused on your career, or you're more focused on your kids and you're really not that engaged in growing your career. But every day when I see you, I know that you are the walking model of the fact that that's not true. That you can be a parent, an active parent, and you can be a professional engaged in growing your profession. And so that's why I asked you to talk to us today, because I just think people don't, people always think about people as one of those two boxes. Thank you for the kind comments, Katie. That actually means a lot to me, first and foremost. It's Listen, I wouldn't say if it easy. weren't true, you know me. <laughs> I do know you. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, I, I will say that it's not an easy mix for any parent to be able to have a career and be that parent as well. You, there's a lot of pressures out there. There's a lot of, you know, listen, I, I stand at the bus stop with the other moms, with the other PTA moms, and I feel it. I, actually, there's a joke about it at the bus stop. I'm the, wait, what? mother, because I miss a lot at the PTA <laughs> that they get at the PTA meetings. So I get made fun of a little bit for that. But you, you can't say that I'll ever miss anything for my son, either my husband or I will be there. It's either one or the other. And so one of the big things is you got to have a good support team behind you. So you have to have that spouse that can pick up the slack. And so that's why I succeed in what I do is because of, because of that, we have a good team. Nice. So, you know, I'm going to say that there's got to be a little bit more than a good team, although I think that's fantastic. Here's what I'll say to you. I also think it takes a level of drive, like a willingness to continue to climb. I think that I always talk to people about like being on the right ladder. And so you found yourself in a career that you knew that that wasn't going to be your long-term career and that you wanted to be able to make a change, but it was really like a complete change. And this was, you know, maybe 10 years ago. So can you talk a little bit about how you decided to become a financial advisor and what you were doing when you made that decision? Sure. I was a travel agent. So I started off in leisure travel, doing tours for a tour company. I did group travel and always trying to go up the ladder, find mostly financially because I was in my 20s, not making much money. So at that time, it was it was mostly financially driven. How can I earn more money? How can I become more? And so I ended up in corporate travel, which I have to say, it was not fun, not like leisure travel at all. And so, but still, there's a limit to how much you can make in travel. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, many times my husband and I would be sitting there and we'd be dreaming about, you know, we'd be watching, oh God, the HGTV station. About oh my God, that's houses. like crack. The worst. Yeah, it is. The worst. Especially for somebody that wasn't making a lot of money. And so we always had these dreams and we always had these ambitions. And frankly, my husband really was content with what he was doing. And so I got to a point where I realized, you know, nobody's actually going to move me forward. I actually have to do something. Actually, I have to like make a change. I either keep working in travel and, and work my way up the corporate ladder, or I make a change and I do something that I, I really love to do, show my passion in it. And so I decided that I wanted to be in finance and be a financial advisor and help other families kind of do the same thing, really. 
help them grow and develop and move and become become something that they never aspired to be. So that's really what I I wanted to do. So I went back and I I got a bachelor's degree in business but with a concentration in finance, which wasn't these while I was working. Yeah, working and going to school nights and a little baby at home. And a little baby, yes. Okay, let's not talk about this was like, hey, listen, I just went back to school. People, she went to school while working and raising a little baby. Here's what you find out. There's 24 hours in a day. Did you know that? <laughs> Not I many did. People and you actually use do. every single one of them. <laughs> and you use every single one of them. I actually just made a joke yesterday that I, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't like to miss out on fun and I don't like to miss out on anything in my family. So you know, this past weekend was Father's Day. I wanted to spend a good day with my husband, with my son, with some friends of ours, and we wanted to have a good day, but I had a paper due. And so I'm working on my paper. I'm working on my MBA now. And and what I found out is, you know what, sometimes it's better just to stay up late when everybody else is in bed, and that way you're not missing out on anything, and you get the paper done. <laughs> Except sleep. <laughs> Hey, listen, sleep is, uh, <laughs> you figure that piece out. Sleep is overrated. <laughs> Lots of coffee. I mean, I, I think at different times in your life, you have to decide, you know, what matters. And obviously you decided that what mattered was being an active family member, being an active spouse, being an active mother, and then also working on your career. And that meant there were other things you didn't do because you did those things instead. And so the power of picking what you really want can be really, really meaningful. So you leave travel, a business you actually know how to do, and you go to work for a financial services company and you sort of learn the business from the ground up. Tell me a little bit about that. So what was important to me was there's lots of new financial advisors out there. What I'll say is it, coming into it as a new financial advisor, not really understanding the, you know, what's available, what, you know, the investments out there, not having the history behind you is, is a tough deal. Building a business on something that you know very little about is very, very tough. And then you, person who has a lot of integrity and worries about things like myself, has a hard time doing that. They want to know what's the right thing to do. What 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 advice am I going to give this client that's going to be meaningful and it's going to be good for them, not necessarily just building my book of business. And so what I decided to do is take a slower approach, which I think a lot of women do. Men tend to jump right in, but women do tend to take a more thoughtful, not that jumping in isn't thoughtful, but a more careful, I guess that's a word, or less risky way about it. And I was a paraplanner. So I worked with advisors, uh, senior advisors. I learned a lot from them. They both had different styles and I learned what not to do and I learned what to do and I learned yeah. what style I was. And so it gave me that good, solid platform so that when when it was time for me to jump in, I already had a good, solid base of knowledge. And so I think that's important. And frankly, I think it's important for clients to have that person as well, not, not a person that has a little to no education in finance, which I didn't. Right. I came from travel. So that's where I started. Yeah, you make this great point. And I always talk about being on the right ladder, right? So you can climb any corporate ladder you want, but if you're actually on the wrong ladder, then it's not helpful. It's actually better to be on the bottom of the right ladder than to be in the middle of the wrong ladder. And what I mean by that is, 
if you're in travel and you're getting promoted, but what you really want to be is in financial services, staying in travel makes you feel good right now, but it doesn't actually get you into financial services. So sometimes when we think about career development, sometimes being willing to step back in order to step up in the right direction is a big part of moving forward. That's right. And it was a tough decision to make because I'll tell you the the growth is slower and that's frustrating to me. But the growth has been slower because of it, because of the type of person that I am and, and the, the ladder that I took. And frankly, the risks are lower. So I, I have a family, I have a son, I have a, a house that we manage and we need to support all of that. And sometimes in your life, you have to take on less risk in order to make sure that you have a stable platform for your family too. Right. So it doesn't mean that you're not growing and developing professionally because you are along the way. I mean, you know, you and I have been working together. I don't know. It's been about eight years now and you've completed your CFP and now you're working on your MBA and you work with clients directly and you've really become a full service financial advisor in the community that people reach out to directly. And I think that that's what, you know, all those first year advisors want to be. But to your point, it wasn't like you wanted to take the path where I always say it's like swim, doggy, swim, like they throw them in the water and they see who doesn't drown and that person becomes a financial advisor because that's how a lot of people get into the industry. They come into the industry, they get a series seven license, they know more about money than the person that they meet on the street, they're giving advice. Those people they have about, if you think about them over five years, 30% of those people will no longer be in the industry. In fact, 10% of, the, 10% of those people won't be in the industry after the first six months. So those people I always say are kind of bad for the industry because if you meet those people and they've never really done the business and worked with clients over time, they actually, you don't know if they'll make it or not. So being yeah. that person is risky and you weren't comfortable with that. You wanted to be that person that you could develop and that they would stay with you forever and you could stay with them forever. And you just took a different path in order to accomplish that. Now, here's yeah, what I'll say care. to you. Those, yeah, those people that jumped 10 years ago might be like, I don't know, waiting tables or something or working in some mid-level management job somewhere because they actually couldn't survive the business as they tried to build it quickly because it's, it's a very hard business to build. It is a hard business. And I, you know, don't get me wrong. I did, I did go that route for a very, very short period of time, but it wasn't too long for me to realize this isn't the route for me. If you, if you're out meeting with clients and you don't know a lot about the industry and you don't know a lot about what you're suggesting to a client, that's scary. And so, yeah, I, I, I did take that route for a very short period of time and then realized, you know what, the paraplanner route learning under senior advisors, this is the way I need to go. Right. And again, I think that's all about being on the right ladder. I think that's that right. there, you know, like you said, sometimes men are greater risk takers. And I think that's true in money too. I see it in finance all the time that women tend to be a little bit more pragmatic about risk-based decisions in general. And I think, you know, we come at it from a caregiver, you know, we've been raised our whole lives to measure the risk of something. That's kind of in a in the USA female kind of DNA, that we look at the risk of it as well as the reward, where a lot of times um, men are more driven on the reward side and less on the risk management side. So it makes sense that when women come in, into an inter in, an, in an industry, they might want a path that allows for a little less risk, even if that means it slows down the reward, because it allows them to get ultimately where they want to go with without having to violate what their what their belief system is about themselves and the work that they're going to do. That's right. Good point. So then she goes on to become, you know, a CFP and she's working on her MBA 
and you know she's helping me run this firm she's 10 years in the business and she's doing all of the things that you know all the first year advisors sitting in that room wish they were be would be doing in the future and most of them aren't actually even in the industry anymore so what i wanted to talk about next was so first of all you took a lot of chances along the way and i think when i talk to people a lot that say they're you know they're stuck right they're having the midlife crisis or their career is in a rut and I'm not saying that they should all go to financial services. That's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to talk about how do you get yourself unstuck, right? So um, we have some tips to talk about as we think about, um, like, how do you get yourself rolling? And, you know, of course, because we're planners, needless to say, our first <laughs> one is make a plan, right? We make a plan for everything. That is who we are. We have plans for vacation. We have plans for Christmas. We have plans for everything. And we have career plans. So what's a career plan? Career plan is when you look at where you want to be, you look at where you are, and you figure out, first of all, am I on the right ladder? And if not, what do I have to do to get on the right ladder? And then, Tammy, you've got number two. Yeah, education. So, um, I, you know, I, if, if, if I have to give one pointer, I would say that nobody's actually stuck. And so I hear that actually a lot that, um, you know, you can get in a, in a rut that happens all the time, but nobody's actually stuck. So you have to understand that you have, you have, you have options and you have opportunities. You just have to see the opportunities. And so education, however, is part of that. So if you find yourself in a position where you want to, you know where you want to be 10 years from now, then you just have to figure out, I think your analogy of the ladder is great. Then you just have to figure out what ladder you need to get on in order to get yourself to that 10 year mark that you want to be at. And so in many times that's, that's going to require you going back uh, and getting a, a different degree. Maybe it's a certification, maybe it's a trade that you could do. And that's always an, always an option. There's all kinds of, uh, assistance there, financial assistance there to, to help um, individuals out. And there's all kinds of coaches out there to help individuals out, but there are ways of doing it and you just need to see the opportunities and go for it. So number three, I have network. And, you know, Tammy, you and I were at a networking thing this morning. We were at the Exeter Chamber of Commerce this morning and I was doing a little pitch about the hardworking woman's guide to money. Because as you know, I am a shameless promoter of my very first book about money and women, which is available, by the way, on Amazon. And the link of this is in the show notes. But I was talking to a group of women that are working on their businesses, uh, developing themselves along. Most of them were entrepreneurs or solopreneurs out there building their own thing. And so we talked a lot about like, you know, what do you have to do to be successful? But the most important thing was the thing they were doing in that room, which was seriously, on a serious level, connecting with other people. We're not talking about your Facebook likes. We're not talking about your LinkedIn contacts. We're talking about your people, right? Because people always say, you know, in order to get that next, the next gig, whatever that next gig is, a lot of times it's a lot easier if somebody knows you or has heard about you or has met you. Now, it doesn't mean that having somebody as your Facebook friend is bad, but unless you can reach out to them or they could reach out to you, they're probably not in your network. Somebody in your network is, you know, a little higher calling, right? Somebody that you might do business with, somebody that you see on a more frequent basis, like you go to this women's networking meeting. How often is it, Tammy? Is it twice a month? Yeah, two, every other week. 
Mm-hmm. So every other week, they all get together and they share tips and ideas and they talk about relevant issues that affect other women that are in business. And so that's like classic networking 101. And people couldn't be bothered. They just don't do it. Yeah. And so if you want to develop yourself professionally, you sort of have to decide there's a little bit of time for that. And you can't be ashamed of it either. So if you have questions about, you know, if you have thoughts about where you want to go, or if you feel like, you know, the the, the area that you, you're in right now isn't where you want to be, you want to be somewhere else, that's not, not a bad thing. And I think a lot of people shy away from telling other people what they're what their dreams and goals are, even if it's not what they're currently doing. I think a lot of people feel like they need to tell people, you know, this this is exactly what I want to do. But when you hide that from other people, when you hide your actual dreams and your feelings from other people, what you end up getting is nothing. You you end up getting no 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 support at all. So reach out to people and tell them what you're looking to do. And because a lot of people are very supportive and they're, they're very helpful and they have different ways of, of going about it, or they might know somebody that can help you. Right. And so when you're thinking about trying to, to expand yourself professionally, one of the best ways to do that is to be involved in some of these professional organizations. And a lot of them do really great work. You know, they, in, they invest in the community in really meaningful ways, but you also get to meet lots of other professionals in your community, sometimes in your same business, sometimes not. Sometimes people that might be future customers of yours, but they, but also that they might be people that refer you because they say, oh, this woman is really on the ball. Maybe you should call Tammy Simons. That's right. And you just never know where those kind of referrals are going to come from, except that they don't, none of those things happen when you're behind your desk. That's right. Because the only people that know you there are like the people that work with you. Show your weaknesses and your strengths and you'll get far, is what I always say. So um, one of the other things that comes along is like sometimes you're in a job that is, you know, you're certainly much more skilled than the job you currently have. And you're like, how come they don't see that I could be doing a much bigger job? And I always say that if you really think you can be doing a much bigger job, you should show me. But yeah. a lot of people don't do that. They won't take that risk of trying that next thing even though, you know, maybe they're outside of their comfort zone or um, so uh, becoming a resource at your business, becoming a resource for your employer, being willing to look at things that are maybe beyond the things that are just your job. And then, you know, you know how I feel like this. I'm a ferocious reader of everything. So for those that know me, they know that I am like, there's just not enough information for my poor little tired brain. (laughs) I want to learn all the time. I have podcasts I listen to. So not just my own. I have like a half a dozen other people's podcasts. So when I take the dog to the beach, I listen to a podcast. She chases the flies or the birds. It's a fantastic marriage. Um, But I listen to books on tape. I read. I read magazines. I read newspapers. I read books. And I'm always looking for information. And so the curious mind, a big opportunity to expand professionally is about being curious, not just about your job. But the jobs of the people ahead of you, other people's jobs, how people think about things, how people engage in things. And I'm thinking if you're tuned into KT's Money Matters, that you're already one of those curious mind people. So what I'm going to say is congratulations to you, because it does mean that you're like a little curious and trying to get ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you make some good points. And I think another another thing to um, uh, to focus on. So if you are that curious person or if you are doing um, doing the research and doing other work outside or beyond the job that you're currently doing, 
share that. A lot of people don't. A lot of people feel they shy away from it because they they feel like it's bragging or it, they're they're uh, you know talking about things that might not matter to to their boss, and so they hold back on on sharing the information or sharing the work that they've done. Um, or applying something that they, something that they just learned, and many times if you just share that information, um, it's not bragging. It's purely just getting some thoughts and being in, innovative. And your maybe your boss will see through that. Well, the other thing is like, how is anybody ever going to learn from anybody else if nobody ever shares any ideas? That's right. Like if you're doing really cool things, I've found over my lifetime, people are interested in that. Like they don't always want to hear just like, you know, how it is you ran out of cat litter and, you know, how hard you had to work this week. I mean, if you can't share some of the joy of what you're doing and the things that you're enjoying and the things that you're learning and accomplishing, you know, you're kind of stealing from yourself. That's right. So Tammy, if people wanted to reach out and talk to you about their money, financial goals, agendas, things they're thinking about doing, or maybe just trying to get a better handle on how to plan the life planning, how would they get in touch with you? Sure. Thank you. They can visit us on the website at www.newdaysolutions.com. They could always call our office at 800-834-2101. Again, that's 800-834-2101. So you'll find our contact information in our show notes. You know, Tammy, from one hardworking woman to another, I want to thank you for sharing today because I think that people really need to think about how they can build their career path and understanding that the things some people might see as maybe in the way, they could see about as an opportunity to go around. You're the perfect person to drive that home. So thanks again for spending that time with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Money Matters audience, till we talk again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.